bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Living Word with Pastor Mansa Otobi. And now, today's word. We get into the Word of God. Uh, as you know, our theme for this year is increase. And so much of what I'm teaching, especially in this first part of the year, has to do with increase, and we've talked about it in di- different forms. We've talked about uh, increasing uh, in, in strength. And uh, today we are talking about preparing for increase. Preparing for increase. If God wants us to increase, we must prepare for it. We must get ready for it. And how do we ready ourselves for God's increase in our lives. And my message today uh, is based on a message I preached uh, in this church over 15 years ago. I was going through the, my notes and I came across it and I, the message was relevant then, it's still relevant now. I've tweaked it a little bit uh, so that it can uh, minister to us specifically. So how do we prepare for increase in our lives, especially when we have had a lot of setbacks in our lives, a lot of negativity and things have not gone on well with our lives? How do we prepare our minds, prepare our spirits for increase in our lives? And it was in such a situation that our text for today occurred in Isaiah chapter 54 verses 1 to three. Isaiah chapter 54 is a messianic prophecy. Uh, and when we say that a passage is a messianic prophecy, it means that it points to the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And thank God he has come. Uh, and so this message is relevant to us. If you know your Bible well, you'll know Isaiah chapter 53, just right next door to 54, uh, is that big messianic prophecy uh, talking about the suffering Messiah. So Isaiah chapter 54 and verses 1 to 3. Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. And strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants shall inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. I want you to pay attention to the promise that God gave them in verse 3, because this promise is a promise of increase uh, based on which He tells them what to do to have this promise of increase. Uh, fulfill the promise in verse 3. You shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants shall inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. God is saying to Israel, I'm about to increase you, and you're going to expand to the left and to the right, and your descendants shall inherit the nations. 
But before then, he tells them to prepare for what he's about to do. Uh, He's calling Israel a desolate nation. Because this prophecy is coming at a time of desolation. The land has been ravaged. People have been carried into captivity. Uh, The temple has been brought down. The walls are down. Everything is a mess. The nation has been totally disrupted. And it is in this time when the uh, population has gone down, there are not many people, that God speaks to Israel and he compares them to a desolate woman, to a widow who is barren and forsaking. And he draws that analogy to speak to them. Now how do you encourage somebody who feels desolate? How do you come to somebody whose life has had bad news throughout, like what people will say in Ghana, my life is bad luck. Everything about them is negative, everything is bad, from what bad news to bad news to bad news. How do they change that? And, and how does God speak to a people who are so downcast? So, God speaks to them, and he tells them to enlarge the place of your tent. Everybody say enlarge. You know, I mean, if somebody is miserable and his life has been a failure, uh, when you come across him, you should pat him on the back and say, it will be well, life will be well, you know, it's good, you know, things will improve. But God doesn't come pitying them. He says, enlarge the place of your tent. Somebody say, enlarge the place of your tent. Now, what does the word enlarge mean? Three uh, thoughts that I want to bring to your notice. Interestingly, the Hebrew word out of which comes the same word that is translated as enlarge is the same word uh, out of which came the word Rehoboth. When uh, uh, Isaac says, God has made room for me. That is the same root word for enlarge. So what does enlarge mean? First, it means to open up. Open up. The idea there is of something that is closed and must be opened up. Because when you are closed, you cannot receive. And many times when you are under stress and attack, you feel like closing up. But God says, don't close up. Open up. Somebody say, open up. The word enlarge also means to make room. Make room. Don't restrict yourself. Make room. Open the accommodation. Because God is about to do something great for you and you cannot receive it when you are closed in and restricted. And thirdly, the word enlarge means to widen. To widen. Don't be narrow. Don't be small. Don't be inward looking. Don't be small minded. Don't just think small. Think big. And so he says to them, although you are desolate and you are Uh, Your experience has been bad and large. But what does he tell them to enlarge? What must we enlarge? What is God saying there to enlarge? The passage says, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. 
Now I want you to remember that although the passage is using terms related to building, the passage is not about building. God is just using tent as an analogy for life, for a nation, for a people. And he says, enlarge the place of your tent. Somebody say, enlarge the place of your tent. Now, remember, pay attention. He did not say, enlarge your tent. That would have been the easiest statement. Enlarge your tent. You are desolate. You need help. God wants to increase you. The natural thing is to say, enlarge your tent. Open up your room. Open up your space. But that's not what he said. He said, enlarge the place of your tent. Not the tent itself, but where the tent is sitting. So let's look at the phrase, the place, a little closely. The place is the ground on which you build. The ground on which you build. In Ghana, we will call it the plot of land. So God says, I'm about to increase you. You are narrow. You are small. I'm about to increase you. Prepare for the increase. How? Enlarge the place of your tent. Get a bigger plot land. Because you cannot build a bigger tent on the same small land. So the first change factor is not the building you have constructed, but the space you have allowed yourself to operate in. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. So, remember, although he's talking about building, the message is not about building. It's about the lives of the people. So when God says, enlarge the place of your tent, what does he mean? What is the place of the tent they must enlarge? Well, you know, if you have a building like this, this building is sitting on land equal to the size of the building. So if I want to expand this building, but the land remains the same, I cannot expand this building. For me to expand this building, I have to have a bigger space of land to expand this building on. I I hope you're understanding that. So when God says, enlarge the place of your tent, he's not talking about building. He's talking about the foundation you have laid for yourself on which you have built your life. The foundation you have laid for yourself on which you have built your life. And there are two things that come to mind when we talk about the place of your tent. The first is your philosophy of life. The basis or assumption on which you build your life. Everything is built on a certain understanding. On a certain philosophy, a certain mindset. And if the mindset is narrow, the life will also be narrow. If the mindset is restricted, the life will be restricted. So when we talk about enlarging the place of your tent, we're talking about the philosophy of life. The theory on which you build, usually it is the collective wisdom of the people 
a race, a nation, a family. Let me give you a few examples. For example, the belief that witches can disrupt our lives, which most of you hold, which most of you hold, the belief that witches can disrupt your life, can be a philosophy of life, and can be the place on which you have built your life. If you believe that witches can disrupt your life, the life you construct will be based on the fear of witches. And therefore, everything you do will be backed by a fear that some malevolent or malevolent spirit will come and scatter everything you have done. So every time you're making progress, you're looking backwards, expecting that some spirit will come and disrupt your life. Now, if that is how you built your life, then that is the place you built your tent. And God says, enlarge it. Because that philosophy of life totally undermines Christianity. You know why it undermines Christianity? Because the Bible says Jesus, in his death and resurrection, totally destroyed, disarmed and destroyed principalities, powers, dominions, and every evil spirit. If you still feel, after Christ has done all that for you, you still feel a witch can disrupt your life. Your tent is on a narrow land. And God cannot do great things with you. Because at the back of your mind, there is a fear. And God is saying, I want to increase you, but the place, the land, the plot you built your tent on, this philosophy is restricting what I'm about to do for you. The idea that God, the belief that God has some favorites, that he listens to. It's a wrong foundation to build your life if you're a Christian. You know, sometimes people talk to me, they say, Pastor, you know, that's why we come to you people. <laughs> that's why we come to you people, me people. Because, you know, you people, you are close to the man upstairs. I don't mind if unbelievers say that. But I mind if a child of God a believer thinks his pastor is closer to God than he is. That land cannot construct a big tent. Because if you're going to build for God, you have to understand one fact, that God is no respecter of persons. That in every place, he receives everyone who fears him and honors him. If you live for him and you are a child of God, you are as close to God as any man of God or woman of God on this earth. Are you following me? So if you think some man of God has God's address and you don't have it and you are a believer, your land is narrow and your tent will not be big. Any philosophy that tells you that unless you have a helper, you will not achieve much in life. 
You know, one of the things I've noticed about our part of the world, people like to be pitied. Pity is an industry. You just watch Facebook. Go to social media. Social media, which is supposed to, we supposed to talk about nice things happen. It's about funerals, funerals, funerals. Hey, my mother died, oh, my uncle died, oh, so and so. Come and mourn with me. Who should mourn? Deal with your life. Deal with your life. But, you know, we like to be pitied. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, my condolence. Then we feel so good because people are pitying us. But anyone with self-pity cannot build a big tent for the things that God wants to do in their lives. Self-pity is a killer of life. Because the truth of life is God has given us one helper and he is called the Holy Spirit. And when he is with you, Everybody else can be against you. But when he is with you, you have the helper with you and you will do well. So, for us to enlarge, we have to consider, what is the philosophy by which I run my life? Am I running away from witches? Do I think I'm not God special? Do I think if that person there doesn't help me, I will have no help at all? If that's your philosophy... Increase will avoid you. Enlarge the place of your tent. And then, the place of your tent also talks about our point of reference. Where you locate yourself in life. The examples you follow. The experience that have shaped you. The expectations that you have. You have your point of reference. And people have all kinds of points of reference. Some point of reference, especially in our part of the world, is a proverb. So people go through some, some trouble and then they will use a local proverb to, to just explain what they're going through. What's your point of reference? What's the land you are building on? Is it the failure of your family? The failure of somebody? The disaster that befell somebody? Is it a promise of God? What do you refer to when you are facing life? Do you refer to last year? Oh, life was bad last year, so this year we don't even know how it's going to be. That's your point of reference. But if you want God to enlarge you, your point of reference must be bigger than the experiences of other people and your own experiences from the past. You must have a different point of reference. And I suggest to you strongly, your point of reference must be the word of God. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. So God says to Israel, I'm about to increase you. And he says something very interesting about what he's going to do. He says, your descendants shall inherit the nations. Do you know what that means? They have been carried as slaves into the nations. And he says, for what I'm about to do, even your nation can contain it. Because I will expand you so much 
that you would take charge of the nations that have taken you as slaves. And if there is anything anybody can say about the Jews, wherever they are, they are not at the bottom. No matter the circumstance that took them there, whatever nation they've been through, they end up somewhere at the top. Hated, persecuted, fought against, but at the top. (laughs) Because God says, I'm about to do it for you, and so change your philosophy. Because what I'm going to do for you will not even be contained by Jerusalem. The nations will be your inheritance. I'm about to declare something to you by the word of God. What God is about to do with you, Ghana cannot contain it. Africa cannot contain it. You have to change your mind. Enlarge the mindset. Enlarge the place of your tent. What God wants to do for you, your family cannot handle it. Your friends cannot handle it. Your nation cannot handle it. Your race cannot handle it. Don't just say I'm a black man. Don't just say I'm a black woman. Don't just say I'm a woman. Don't just say I come from a poor family. Because God says, until you change this real estate in your head, until you expand your thinking, what I'm about to do for you, you cannot contain it. I believe with all my heart that the limitation that we face is all self-imposed. And God is saying, enlarge the place of your tent. You have built on fear. You have built on pity. You have built on scarcity. You have built on limitations. You have built on all of these things. God says, change the building plan. Enlarge the place of your tent Because I'm about to construct a bigger tent And I need a bigger mind A bigger space A bigger thought A bigger faith To receive it This morning God wants to do something great with you I said God wants to do Something great with you Then he talks about The tent Unless the place is changed, the tent will not change. The tent represents what you are building your life to be. What you are building your life to be. The tent represents the structure you are putting out. How you have formed your life. Israel at this time is building based on Captivity. They are slaves. And when you, you are a slave, you're going to build like a slave. If somebody is poor, desolate, living in hard times, if you even give him 100 acres of land, he will choose one plot of land out of it. Do you know that most Ghanaians cannot think beyond one plot of land? They can go to a virgin land. Nobody is living there. They'll just get one plot and build on it. Later, every people come and build all around them and they just got one plot. 
Because his mind is small. Sometimes you travel outside this, the city of Accra, you go and, and people tell, I was the first person to buy land in this area. How much did you buy? One plot. <laughs> because you see, it's not in the land, it's in the head. The head. The head. The real estate is in the head. So, you give him abundance, he takes scarcity. You give him a big promise, he'll reduce it to small. So for some of you, when we are talking about increase, you may be thinking, I'll eat more kinky. I'll eat more fish. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll be surprised how people interpret things. Because you always bring everything to your level. You construct based on the place, the philosophy. In this year of increase, change the land structure. If you have thought one, think a thousand. If you have thought a thousand, think a billion. If you've thought a billion, think quintillion. I'll never forget the first time I heard that word used in a sober statement was in Zimbabwe years ago when their currency was doing gymnastics and I read their budget statement oh god the finance minister was talking and this is two quintillion what is quintillion I've never heard any government talk about quintillion with sober face but I was listening and I said, maybe the guy is prophesying that the time is going to come. We're going to talk not only of billions and trillions and quadrillions, but we're going to talk about quintillions. May God give you a quintillion mindset. I said, may God give you a quintillion mindset. So that in the midst of the ocean, you will not go with a cup of to take a cup of water. In the midst of abundance, you're building small tents. God says, enlarge the place. And he's telling them, don't even enlarge them to the boundaries of Israel. Include all the nations where your people have gone as slaves. Because that is the real estate I'm giving to you. And your thinking and your plan will be according to that mindset. How many of you are ready to enlarge the place of your tent? Stand up on your feet, everybody. Let's just pray for a minute before we close. Somebody say, Lord, enlarge my thinking. Lord, enlarge my faith. Lord, enlarge my expectation. Put your hand upon your own head. And say, Lord, help me. Pray, pray, just pray and say, Lord, shift my thinking. Shift my mind. Shift my understanding. Take me from narrowness. Take me from limitation. Take me from self-imposed limitation. In the name of Jesus, I'm coming out of this limitation. I will not submit to this limitation. I'm breaking out from this limitation. I'm thinking big. I'm thinking massive. I'm expecting great things from you, O oh Lord. Oh, just pray, pray, pray. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. 
enlarge the place of your tent 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 god is going to do big things massive things massive things massive things your experience has been bad but your future is greater than your experience your past has been disappointing but your future is greater than your past don't let your past be your point of reference let God be your point of reference let the promise of God be your point of reference let the expectation of the Lord be your point of reference so father we break the barriers of limitation on our minds and we declare your blessing upon each one of us upon our nation Ghana upon our continent Africa a people without limitations in the name of Jesus break barriers with us Lord do powerful things with us Lord do massive things with us Lord stretch us to the uttermost Lord we are ready Lord to step out to do big things for you to do massive things for you and Lord we begin by breaking every witchcraft barrier in our mind every fear of demons and principalities and powers we break out of that in the name of Jesus we live without fear and we live with full faith in the goodness of the Lord whose we are and whom we serve in Jesus mighty name we pray and everybody scream Amen oh scream one more time Amen another powerful one Amen another powerful Amen Amen it is happening in your life thank you for listening to Living Word to interact with Pastor Mensah Otebi like his page on Facebook follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebi Email autobill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.